Welcome to the Goddess Gathering Podcast. Hello, Laurie. Hello, Kathy. Hello, Laurie. Good to see you. So, are you ready for a fun and interactive session today? I am so ready for this. This is awesome. I'm really excited about this episode and we're going to dive into the maybe a bit more difficult stuff today. So last time we talked about elevating the perspective in in general or overall around parenting and your your child's journey. And this time we are going to go into depth with what if your child is going through a difficult time. And we're going to talk about both small children going through a difficult time, but also like teenagers, adult children, because I have a lot of experience in both areas, assisting parents on those paths and especially very conscious parents, because as we will realize with time and understand is that sometimes we choose these maybe a bit more difficult paths when we are actually quite advanced souls. So there can be something in relation to your child when you are a very conscious, maybe experience yourself as a master, master creator of your own reality, then there can still be some things and maybe even then you will see and understand the dynamics in a very different way. So I sometimes hear that parents talk about that if you or see themselves that if they did a good job, if they did the parenting right, then their child will be successful. And that is by no means how I experienced it. And uh, we are going to go in depth with this today. So I invited both Laurie and Christine here today. So we would like you to come on the stage in just a few minutes. And then I will ask you when I get guidance around it to share some of your experience. The goddesses have something in mind about how we're going to roll with this conversation. So we're just going to follow that. So let's just get started. Debbie, do you want to introduce yourself first? Sure. I can do that. So my name is Debbie Prediger. I'm from Alberta, Canada. And the thing that I love most in life is connecting world changers with those people that they are meant to serve. And I do this through a lot of different ways. And we empower world where we're actually gathering people globally to connect with their tribe. And we have a community platform that we just built. And if you want to know more in the bio, and I can't wait to meet you, If you're a world changer, a thought leader, a visionary, I definitely want to meet you and help you along that path. And if you're looking for a tribe to belong to, I definitely want to meet you as well. So back over to you, Matilda. Yes, that's so amazing, Debbie. And please feel free to reach out to both of us after if you find that we're talking about something that is relevant to you and you want to know more. So my name is Matilda Lerge and I'm from Denmark and I work as a healer and energy intuitive coach and I work especially centered at this time being on women, on goddesses. And also I have a special focus on children and I've had that since the beginning of my awakening. And I will also share something with you today about how this started as a knowing in me that there was this special connection. I shared something about it last time, but it's going to be more personal this time, some of the things that awakened my knowing of the importance of being a frequency leader and what that means, being okay, being the positive person, being the uplifter, even in difficult situations and seeing 
what it's worth to allow yourself to be that happy, joyful person that many of us actually are and are from childhood, but we have learned to be otherwise. We have learned to worry. We have learned to stress. We have learned to be serious about certain things in a very specific way that that is to be serious about life is to be like very determined and also a, a bit pessimistic sometimes. <laughs> that that is what is really, especially when it comes to children. We are really learning that it's very uh, important to worry about them, to be a responsible person. And uh, we're going to go in a bit in depth with that and challenge that. But before I start uh, sharing my first personal story, I will ask Debbie if she has more to say. No, I don't believe so. I love that you went into responsibility. So and the old story. I can't wait to see where this goes. Yes, so I'm just going to start out by my personal share and I will also share a lot about what I see in my work later on. But my first sharing is around my nephew and having a sick child in the family. So my personal story is that one year after awakening and it's it's around eight years ago, I had a really abrupt, very magical, fantastic awakening, a spontaneous recovery that came out of nowhere. So one year after my awakening, my little nephew, he was five years at that time, got diagnosed with brain cancer, a brain tumor. And uh, of course, this was a re real shock to the family. I, and I had no idea how it would have been if I had not been awakened at that time, if I had not gone through the huge transformation and really embodied the positivity and power and the belief in ourselves that we can uh, recover from anything, because that was what I realized during my own spontaneous awakening is that our body is, is capable of recovering from anything when it's time. So I don't know how that would have been, but I'm sure that this was really divinely orchestrated so, so I could be there for my nephew. And it was, of course, very difficult to learn that he had a brain tumor and that he would be going through very intensive uh, treatment. But what I realized through this time was the power in uh, be staying connected to my intuition to my higher knowing and also allowing myself to be joyful and cheerful around him because that helped him tremendously. And me being in my highest vibration helped him so much. My sister used to say that he could be lying in bed and be sad and not doing well. And three minutes after I stepped into the room, he would be sitting up in his bed and laughing and making jokes. So he was feeling so good in this higher vibration because I can say for him, Specifically, he's a very energetic, tuned in child. So he also opened his senses and his higher connection in that time. And we could have conversations about death and limiting beliefs. And he was five at that time. And he was sharing those limiting beliefs with me. And I could help him to expand that. So one day he was saying, I know I will die when I'm um, three years old. So that was coming from his subconscious mind. And I could help him to see that he was still alive. He was six years at that time and that he was going to recover. He was very much alive and he was going to recover. So I could talk with him and I could go to these places. I could go to these places where he saw beyond the veil. He remembered also really divine wisdom. I remember specifically one day when he heard that another child had passed due to cancer. And I remember him just looking up teary-eyed and his mom and said, but mom, you said that children couldn't die from cancer because she had told him that to just protect him from the knowing or from the worry. And, and then I could see him just snap out of it and just tune in with himself. And he said, oh, 
Now I remember, we choose ourselves. And then he just went back to doing what he was doing before. And there was like no sign of worry in him. So these things was moving me deeply. And I also saw what the power of, of being aligned with my own power and my own higher consciousness, especially also around my sister. And uh, being able to go there with her, because I see in many moms and also dads that they need to connect with this higher perspective during this time. And if they have no one who is able to go there with them and connect with it, this higher perspective with them, they can feel really, really alone and unsupported. Because if, if everyone around them tells them, be realistic, your child is sick, or be realistic, you're going through trauma, or look at this very realistically, there is no realness in, in one perspective over the other. You're allowed to have your own perspective and being a, very pessimistic on being in those dense vibration is not more real than what you can tap into via your intuition, via your higher consciousness. So when you really allow yourself to go there, that is really, uh, really, really important that you just follow the energy there and really come into uh, to supporting yourself in that way. So Debbie, I want to hear if you have anything yeah wow matilda i love where this is going so i didn't realize until you just said it <laughs> that you know my sister always says that about me and and you also know that i had a a niece that passed away when she was 16 years old and everything was different when i was there with her in the hospital versus somebody else and i had not actually realized that it was my higher vibration or my way of being open and allowing and she felt so safe to be able to talk to me and i i didn't put two and two together until you just said that 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 actually was helping her in her healing um and yet <laughs> my mind goes but she didn't heal so did i fail and i'm being really honest about that yes and that is so important that we don't judge that but as I also said, that was also in the relation to seeing children succeeding, our children or those we are having a relationship with, that we see if there is a one way that they can succeed. And then it, that is when we did it right. And then, <laughs> then if we did it wrong, they will fail in some way. And it's not like that at all. We have those higher soul agreements. We cannot know what another soul wants to gain from this experience here on earth. And um, we're all here for our own purpose and have our own life mission and they can be so very very different from one another and i love that you shared that she loved to be around you and your energy because what i sense is they feel our energy so when they feel this big opening and the heart expansion when they're around you they really want more of that and also you can see with children they might be a, if, a, if a child is a little worried a little sick when another child comes around that they can play with they go into that energy and they allow themselves to be there. They may, might even forget they're sick because they can be in that expansive, playful energy. Unlike if they're trained by, by us adults to go into the worry, like you're, you have to worry, you're sick, you have to be worried. Or, or mom and dad are worried, so you also have to be worried. And it doesn't even have to be with words, it can be with the energy. But I want to go into um, some of the abilities I talked about. So I feel that that is time we expand a bit on that now. And really talk about 
the children, they have so many abilities, newer children that comes in. And we also had that. We also had that. Debbie touched upon that last time, how she could communicate without words when she was a child and now was remembering how to do it again. And that's what I see in so many of the newer children. And when we allow this element of magic to come in and these higher abilities, it can really be a support for ourselves and for our children. So I've invited Christine here today also. And um, first I want to, to ask you, Christine, if you have anything to share that you want to just start out with. I know one of your children, she has some abilities and maybe you want to share about that or maybe you have some experiences yourself. Thanks for having me, Matilda, inviting me. Um, hi, everybody. Thank you for sharing your amazing stories about your, your nephews and Debbie, your niece. Um, in terms of the abilities that my older daughter, uh, who's now 11, has, um, I, that's what I was, I, um, I can speak to a little bit more, I suppose. And um, it's it's been very private. Uh, it's not something that I... I normally talk about or share um, just because the people in my world aren't completely open or um, are very spiritual. But from an earlier age, uh, I would say maybe around around five. I was trying to think back to when when I first realized it. Um, you know, my daughter along the way has been one of my or both of my daughters have been um, my greatest spiritual teachers in many ways, um, especially they've been acting as as mirrors to me um, for as long as I can remember. And one of the things that I, I came upon about 11, 12 years ago was just resonating with the concept of indigo children and that fully embracing and understanding and finally feeling home with the concept that, ah, I was an indigo child and um, I'm now an indigo adult. And I started reading up on that and came across kind of the rainbow energy and the new earth children and what they have to bring. And that kind of led me to realize that, oh, my older daughter is very much um, a new or, or kind of fit the quote unquote profile of, of new earth child um, or the rainbow energy ch child. And she, I had a session at some point and with another spiritual, with a healer. And um, she kind of walked me through this whole, the, the rainbow children and, and some of the things that, um, you know, to look out for. And, and I started having these conversations with Evie, who, uh, with my, with my 11 year old, who was very, um, also very sensitive to energy and really could just pick up on the energy fields very quickly and of the people around her. And I introduced the concept of aura. And at the time I realized she didn't have the word for it. And I didn't really have the word for it either, but uh, she, once I kind of introduced that to her again, I think it's around when she was five. Um, she said, Oh mommy, your, your aura is very indigo. And I had never shared that before. Um, to her that that my what my you know aura what color my aura was or what have you and then I just started to poke around a little bit more and I asked oh interesting well what what color do you do you see your aura and and she said oh yeah well it's pretty rainbow and you know she'd look up a little bit and you know and then I kind of went through the family members and um, it just kind of like lined up with with what the spiritual healer had told me at the time too. 
And I was just so excited at the time. And, and it made me realize, you know, along the way, how many children must see things that we don't see um, or that many of us don't see because I don't have the ability at this time to see energy fields or auras, um, colors. So that was really exciting to me. And so um, it's been an interesting journey because, you know, I think it's such a gift and it's it's just so exciting. And she downplayed it. And um, I think at certain points along the way, thought it was weird and um you know, I don't know what experiences she personally had that were society, you know, society doesn't talk about it. And she was going to school and they don't bring it up in school, certainly, or the schools that she was going to. So, um, she, you know, I did have a conversation with her over the years, like, you know, that it's there for her and it's a special gift of hers. And, you know, if she remembers to kind of keep it in her consciousness, so she doesn't lose touch with it like many of um, the indigo children did, or you know, or many of us lost our special abilities that we had when we were children that we didn't know were gifts um, because we didn't know they were actually real gifts. So um, now, fast forward, I guess, to current time, she's um, she still has a little bit of it, um, but. The other thing that I, I thought was really interesting, and Matilda, I don't know if I ever shared this with you, is um, her, she also, um, when she was younger, around the five, six um, age, told me that she could see her guardian angel. And and again, I was so excited about this um, because, you know, this is the kind of thing that I wanted to be able to connect into and to be able to see. And um so, you know, I, I asked her, okay, well, you can always talk to her, you know, what's her name? And she would close her eyes and she'd, you know, come back with her name and, you know, her colors and what she looked like and what she said. And, and again, over the years, it's not an everyday thing, but I do say, okay, well, just remember, you know, you're, anytime you go through a hard time, anytime, she's always there with you. You're always surrounded by these, these guides and these angels. I said to, you know, communicate with them like as much as you can. And, and, you know, it's just, it's kind of just in those moments that you can communicate with your child. Because again, it's not like, it's not like I'm telling her every day, like, oh, hey, did you check in with your, you know, guardian angel today? So um, I know that ability and that relationship is still there, but she often forgets. She often forgets because she is in, um, you know, the public school system where, again, it's not really um, emphasized or it's not even talked about, obviously. So um, right now, at least. So so that's my experience with my daughter having these kinds of abilities. And, and again, there's other things too, like, you know, her ability to see like lights. And when she calls, I, I say a prayer to her actually every night. Um, and she does see light um, come through or if I, if I surround her with pink light, she can, she's like, wow, that is so bright. And so, um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's kind of my experience that I hope that so was beautiful, Christine, I really loved. And also how you brought it into this, letting her know that she can always stay connected to that if she's going through a difficult experience, because what I see in the children is they lose uh, interested in, in, in the feeling of its realness when no one else 
are really uh, mirroring it back to to them, are really supporting them in it, and really that it can't be such a tremendous tremendous support when they are going through difficult time because they are just as real as anything else. It's just a higher vibration that we often cannot see with our human eyes, but some can, and we will start to see it again. Is my feeling, I can feel it in myself and see it in myself, that these things are coming back more and more online. So that is so beautiful. And I loved everything that you shared about it. Evie is such a magical child. Both of your children are. And I really love also this, what you say about not have, have shared it before so publicly because that's what we feel and i feel that 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 it is time now that it is time now that we start to open more up especially around our own gifts of course but also to show to the world that there are different ways of seeing and experiencing life that we don't all have to be seeing the world in the same way we can allow these more magical experiences to come into our life and debbie i want to hear if you have anything to share and I love where you went, Christine, <laughs> when you first said, um, I don't publicly share this. And I'm like, well, you're publicly sharing it right now. And so I giggled because I feel the same way. Each time that we you know, acknowledge our own gifts and also those gifts of our children or even the people that surround us, I believe that that acknowledgement is almost like a gratitude, if that makes sense. It's like we're acknowledging that we have these special gifts and with that, we're saying thank you for them. Thank you, I'm proud of them, I accept them, I choose them, and I really am ready to let the world know that I have them or my children have them and it's nothing to be hidden in the back closet uh, or anything like that. So thanks Matilda for letting me have that little bit of a share because it really made me giggle at, at a time that I was definitely not sharing that I had special gifts. <laughs> yeah, and that is so funny that we, we stigmatize ourselves around this and imagine that everyone shared their gifts and people are then just discovering that they too have gifts because they maybe hadn't even searched in that area. And I know many moms uh, of those who come to me that have children having these experiences. And as you said, Christine, they're mentioning it out of nowhere. I had a, one woman with a a beautiful child and she said he had been talking about angels they had never introduced angels to him but he was just saying mom do you see that angel outside the window and it and it happened several times and she was like and he can really see them i cannot see them but he can see them and then i can just i can just encourage him to to believe himself but even more so when we just let it become a natural part of our everyday life Laurie, I would love to hear what you have to share around this as well, or if you have something else in relation to what we spoke to already. Well, I love the conversation today. This is awesome. And I have also seen lots of gifts within my children, and I'm so grateful that I got on the awakening journey when I did. It's all working out perfectly for everyone. But knowing what my gifts are really has helped me to see within my kids that, oh, this isn't something going wrong. This is a gift. And so that has been really helpful for me to know that, but it's also been helpful for them to know that as well. And like what you said about it being reflected back and mirrored and acknowledged as a gift rather than a weakness, um, that changes everything. So I know when I was growing up, sensitivity was viewed more as a weakness, something to be suppressed or denied, 
rather than celebrated as a true gift of being sensitive to vibration and sensitive to your emotions. And that's how you guide yourself. So that has been tremendously powerful for both me and my children, because both of my boys are really sensitive to emotions. I have seen that in both of them. And especially I see in the Divine Masculine Collective that that's really one where they've been taught to suppress and deny that. And I've actually more encouraged it with my sons because I know that that is a gift that they are aware of the frequencies that they're holding and that others are holding around them as well. So, and I love that you brought up the the uplifter, that role, because I think that's a really natural role as children. I remember as a child, seeing others in heavier, denser energy and wanting to uplift, wanting to encourage them to lighten up and have some fun. And I think that's a really natural gift that many children come in with. So, and I know, well, my youngest son is three, so we're still discovering all of his gifts that he's brought in. Um, but he is very good with his body. He seems very mechanically inclined. Like he's very curious how everything works. Like he's been taking apart things since he was smaller than what I would think would be able to take apart things. So he's given me a run for my money in that regard. So I'm excited to see where that develops. And I know both of my boys were more on the slower side to speak with language, but I know that both of them have been very good with communicating non-verbally and with telepathy. So, and then my oldest son, he has ADHD, that an attentive type. And so that was really a way that he came in as a transformer, like seeing him go through the school system with that has been amazing to watch because it's really seeing him change the system. So instead of going through the system and having himself acclimate to the system, it's like watching that system morph around him and his way of being. And that's really expanding the potential and possibility to see it go from a child go into the education system and have to fit in to seeing the education system change and support him. That's been really fun to watch. I just have to pop in here, Lori, because my my inner child is clapping up and down and dancing and just saying all this like to have a mom that sees this and is so aware and to see these things like, you know, didn't need to speak with language because they could non-verbally communicate and telepathy. Like what a beautiful family unit you all are. And I just wish that for everyone. Matilda, some of the materials you were putting out to bring people into this was, is this you? And it was really like helping parents see that if you're struggling with your child, if you're struggling to understand your child, that there might be more there. And Lori, you were just what you said there was exactly that. There was more to it that transformer, that change agent, that person for us to really be able to see that things aren't as our human eye sees. And it's the old stories and the old habits and the old, the worry, the responsibility, I want you to be normal, all of those things that we're just ready to let go of and embrace that curiosity and wonder that our children are such a divine gift and 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 so much more so uh, Matilda I can't wait to continue this but Lori I just had to say thank you for that piece I love that too Lori 
is this is such a gift to have both you and Christine sharing. Laurie, I want to say one more thing because I asked that we were talking about these things about telepathy. And that is so fun. And I really love how you're embracing that and really seeing that because it is just as real as anything else. And I'm sometimes when I doubt it, I'm like, but I'm <laughs> I'm using it all the time with the children that I assist. We are communicating so clearly in the energy. And what I sometimes hear from the child, the child is saying to their parents later in the day. So it is so real. And I remember especially one little boy where the mom was so worried because he hadn't started talking yet. And, uh, and what he was just saying to me was then to ask his mom was, is there any other way you can imagine that we can communicate? And what she said was immediately, yeah, in the energy, because she was so in tune and he, and he was like going through me with the, his message, like, yes, exactly. We can communicate through energy. And it's not that I won't talk or can't talk. It will just come later. I'm taking my time. So that's what I feel in many of those children. They are really helping us to develop these these abilities and these and open to these energies in ourselves. So it's not a mistake that these things are happening and we can really go into judging ourselves and judging each other. Uh, when things are going in that way, but it's really a help for us to open more into these specific abilities. Why don't we go to Ja? I was going to say Jaina, but it's Ja. I'm sorry if I mispronounced your name. Hi, it's, it's Jaya. Jaya, so simple, yes. and I was overcomplicating it. I'm sorry. <laughs> that is totally fine. <laughs> Actually, you know what? That's a good analogy for parenting, right? I mean, it's it's so simple, and sometimes I feel like we complicate it so much. And um, yeah, I have two teenagers, and um, uh, yeah, I've spent uh, a good amount of time with uh, Matilda. And nice to see you again, Christine. It's been a while since uh, um, we've connected. But for me, I think one of the real lessons has been just in uh, along the lines of what Laurie is saying is too, it's just, you know, seeing, seeing this journey that they are taking and, and I'm learning so much from it myself, but, um, you know, always the challenge of not getting caught up with what sometimes seems like my kids having a difficult time. And I want, I guess, for them to, uh, not only be following their path and, and listening to themselves and, and learning and taking their own journey, but to do it with a happy smile. And, um, and so when I see them really down, sometimes that's really challenging and, and, you know, wanting to jump in there and help and, and yet being able to step back and remember that like so many of my own moments in life, my own, um, learnings have come from those moments where I've really been forced to kind of, you know, face up to realities. And, and I guess as a parent, sometimes I don't want to have to see my kids go through that. Um, but stepping back to allow them to do that, I think is the best way. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just sitting and saying, trying to correct Debbie with the name, but it's Jaya. <laughs> but I realized I had muted myself. Meanwhile, <laughs> <laughs> pronouncing it that was so funny yes okay and so what I wanted to to say to this and I love that you're here with us today yes it, it's been a while and and I love what you're sharing especially this thing about we see them go into these experiences and 
And with the small children, we feel that we have a bigger role, that we can do more, that we can change and shift and support them. Of course, it's one thing if they're sick, but if they're taking some life choices, we feel that there's more we can do. But when they step into these teenage years, and that's also what you say, you also had many experiences where you had these moments of contraction in your life. And we can just see that that's where we emerge from, stronger and more maybe not to begin with, but more aligned with ourselves and what at one point. And that's what I briefly want to mention is that I see many parents of teenagers that this really becomes a different game. The thing about having sometimes so little uh, to say in their lives, having like this not as much uh, to say around their choices and you can just like watch them say making some choices. You can of course say that you do have a lot and try to to uh, choose for them but as i experience is when you're a conscious parent and you realize that 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 is actually impossible they are there in their own life experience that you can maybe try to control but it's it's like you're just pushing those experiences that they have chosen for themselves like out into the future they will still choose to go through some form of contraction and i can say what i see when i do the sessions with the teenagers I often experience that they have chosen some life themes that they are planning to go through that can maybe even be years. So I can see sometimes there might be a theme of contraction going on for two years. And I know that it can be difficult as a parent to sit there and see, okay, my child are now <laughs> going on this path for the next two years where it's going to be maybe a bit rough because for some parents it really is that they're really choosing some very difficult experiences these children and and the parent can just watch and say okay i hope i hope that we we can really come out of this in a in a really um, in a stronger way and for, for for most for many it's just this letting go of the worry and trust that they can really navigate this experience as masterful beings and they're really in the experience to gain something. There is always a higher meaning. For some of them, they are here to integrate something very new. That could be about gender roles. I see many teenagers have really taken this on them, this path in life where they're opening up to this more unity energy of the masculine and feminine and therefore they're choosing to embody this in a different way or the relationship with the body as a whole or to worthiness their own worthiness and they can go into th these experiences so that is just what i want to say jaya is there anything that comes up yeah i would also add that um i think one of the like i guess i, I would use the word trigger is that in some of these experiences that our kids are choosing to go through they might often look very similar to stuff that we might have gone through um, in our own journey. And that's certainly the case with me. And so there's definitely been some times where I'm like, oh no, but I, I thought that I went through this and I, I kind of like grew out of it so that you wouldn't have to experience the same thing. And that reality that sometimes they have to experience the exact same thing that you cannot save them from that. Um, and that their, their path might look very similar. And, and so being able to step back and allow them to experience that um, without also getting like pulled back into your own version of that from maybe when you were much younger. So I think um, yeah, those are the kind of things I notice. Yes. And I love that you're sharing that. 
And what I also sense is that they sometimes go through it earlier in their life than we did. It seems that we as adults had a longer time frame where we wanted to have these experiences. So we might have been contracted in our 20s and 30s. But there are some of the children that go through this expansion really fast or this reconnection with their higher self and therefore have these experiences very early in life. America, did you have anything that you wanted to share or ask? Hi, everybody. I am truly enjoying the conversation and the chat that you guys are having. And it's so beautiful to see beautiful women wanting to be in that awareness so that we can help the children and and give them that awareness. Because I know for myself, when I was growing up, it was really tough to have those positive people in life. And so it just led to a lot of trauma and a lot of um, pain. And now in the awareness that I'm at now in my journey, it's just led me to this group and my awareness with my kids and to have them be aware of their strength and their power and their divinity is just amazing. So I'm really excited to hear your share, Matilda. That's all I have to say for now. I'm really enjoying the chat. We're so happy that you're here. It's such a gift to have all of you on the call. Yes. So what I wanted to share, it's it's in relation to this about leading with frequency and allowing yourself to not to be worried, to really have the confidence, because sometimes we are not really aware what is going on within the child. They might be experiencing some things and we might think that, that what is happening is one thing, but what is really happening is another thing. And I want to give this example because it really stood out to me that some parents were coming to me with their child had been talking about suicide. And this was a very small child. He was only seven or eight years old. And it felt very serious in the way of like talking about that theme as a such a small child. But working through these session, it became very clear that this was just this really amazing boy with a very vivid imagination. And he was a, truly a creator. And he had heard about someone who had committed suicide. And that had triggered him uh, because he, it didn't feel right to him that you could choose that. And he had asked, why would you do such a thing? And the parents had answered him. And he was then starting to try this on inside of him, like thinking, what would make me do such a thing? So it was like he was trying to do such a thing. What would my settings inside of me be? Is this the right thing for me to do? Or what is about this experience that there is to understand for me? And that was very surprising because that was very unlike what I first would think of a child asking such a question. I would never think that it came from curiosity. Because we as adults are used to this is a thing that comes up from deep depression. That's where the question rises. It's if you're doing really awful. But what it had triggered his parents and mom especially was this worry and feeling that she had done something wrong in his life, that she had done something wrong. So he wanted that experience for himself or started talking about this. And that was such a giving experience to go into this because it just shifted uh, so fast to understand that this child was actually trying this experience on out of curiosity more than out of depression. And 
it could of course have turned into that because as you know those of you are working actively with creation that is how we we create experiences it is by trying them on inside of ourselves so it was such a gift i can say personally to be allowed into his life and experience so early in the stage so it was just a matter of uh, a few healing sessions and um, conversations with his mom to really understand this and open up to not be worried but to be happy and looking forward to the future instead to really just shift this around very uh, very fast so i felt guided to share this because i feel that um, we can become very judgmental of ourselves when our children or when children start to say something or do something that we find is not in alignment with what we traditionally find uh, as success or this is the way they're supposed to be talking or this is the way they're supposed to be uh, saying things but really open up to the curiosity of understanding why is this child saying this there might be something that is not related to what we traditionally see as the reason for this so debbie i would love to hear your perspective on that well I love that you said, you know, shifting our judgment from it's all about the perspective. So if we can shift from that judgment, which is always coming from fear or lack and just realize that, yeah, we create our reality. But if we're doing it from forcing someone else to live the life that we want them to versus um, see it from their perspective. What else was amazing for me is when you said, like, it just took three or four sessions and that perspective was shifted. So you helped the the child or the, the teenager or whoever go through the, the actual, like, what is this all about, right? That curiosity, what am I actually doing here? And choose their reality. So that's really that going back, I, I'm always taking notes and somebody earlier really had me thinking about like where we give our power away and where we take it back. So that child took that power back. And of course, with that come that um, support system from the parents, like you pulled that all together just by seeing a different perspective. So I think that's absolutely amazing. And then earlier, I really had that, you know, where Jaya said, we don't want our children to go through something we went through. So we're trying to save them from that. And we think that if we go through it and we learn from it, the lesson's been learned. So therefore, they don't have to go through it. And yet, when you said, but our children are going through it faster, earlier and faster. And so it's almost like they're joining your team in a way that that they have to go through it ending of what you went through, but now together you're this unit. And then that next generation doesn't have to go through it because you've actually transformed it, transcended it. And you're on this together path, which is just unity at its finest. I hope that makes sense. Uh, there's a lot of words coming to me right now as I'm channeling, but this has been a phenomenal conversation that we could definitely do for several weeks, I can tell. That makes perfect sense. I love that, Debbie. Also what you're saying, they're, they're joining your team, they're on your team, and that's exactly how I feel it too. And I want to see if we can touch upon guides briefly, because that is also a part of their team. And I know that for many parents, it's like a game changer to understand that you're not alone in this. It's not just you who's responsible for the child. 
you have a whole guide team or the child has a whole guide team there with them to help them and assist them. And I would love to hear if there's any of you who have some experience with that and want to share. Well, I can share, Matilda. This is an awesome thing to talk about. So for me, my experience with my children having guides has been my awareness that I have guides and that they're not different from me. I'm not their protector or guide. Like they have a whole team just like I do. And that is so comforting to me as a mom. It really takes a lot of weight and pressure off of me that it's not all on me. Like even in my own life, it's not all on me, but for my children as well, it's not all on them and it's not all on me. I love that. Yeah. And I can say as a healer, it actually a big, <laughs> big help to, to know that the child is having their own guides. So what I feel is that I'm a part of this big team and I'm like the one who is here on earth assisting them. And I see the same for parents. It's like, we're here informed, we're here in the physical and we are helping the children, but there is this whole team of guides who's assisting them so much. And what we can do and what you can do as parents is to assist them to stay aligned with that. So lifting your vibration as much as you can stay in the best spot. And I would say, what is the best spot? It's the one where you have feel confident that you're supported. You don't always have to be happy. There's really no, no judgment around. Also, if you're going through a difficult time, but have this feeling that you are supported. That is the best frequency in order to allow support from the higher realms. And I feel guided to share just one experience because there was uh, one of the children I had at a moment and the guys were saying something around this child would experience something within three months. And I was so happy that that was the guide saying that because I was like, sometimes it feels like a big, it's a big responsibility to be assisting children in this way. So I'm so happy the guides were there and it felt very unlikely that what they were saying would happen. But I felt very clearly this was the message. And the, the parent was a bit like, hmm, that sounds very unlikely. But lo and behold, she, she wrote me those months later and say, it actually did happen. And she had been so surprised. And that was so exciting to me because it was really the guides. I had just letting it go after because it was like a certain time frame after I had uh, assisted this, this child. So it was really like, okay, that the, the guides are really there with this child and they are really making sure that he is aligned to his intuition and can make this decision for himself just as at the right moment. So that was really magical, magical experience. And I feel that too, that you can assist your child by really holding this space. And also as Christine mentioned, just making it natural for them to share with you and you to share with them that this is, this is a possibility. You can always tune in with your guardian angel. You can always tune in with these things and see them surrounded by these guides and guardian angels it's communication in the energy and it's going to help them to open to that too debbie do you have anything to share here just before we finish up thank you so much matilda for facilitating this conversation today and bringing these beautiful guests you know for me it really what you've ended with here with the guides is just beautiful the weight that comes off your shoulders. You started the whole day, the whole talk about our responsibility and our worry and our the old things, the stories we can tell ourselves about what could happen. And yet you've totally empowered us not only to know that we're all on this path of growing and that we as we are actually not responsible for 
uh, someone else's journey, although we are responsible for our own piece in that and the energy we bring to that relationship. But ending it with that we are part of a guide team, that we are the physical guides here on earth, but that doesn't make what we do the be all or end all. It really, it feels very light to me and empowering and exciting. So I can't wait to hear more about what we can do to really help our children listen to their guides. And even as I say that, it's probably they need to teach us more about how to listen to our guides than the other way around because children are so great at this beautiful thing that they, it just comes natural and then later we forget and we start the whole, whole worry thing instead. My goodness, I'm shaking my head at how much a person can get into the habit of worry instead of asking questions of our own guides. So Matilda, back to you to finish off the entire session. Yeah, I love that, Debbie. And truly that is, we can get into the worry and we can come back and remember and the children are helping us just, just by being here, just by bringing that frequency, we are remembering more and more of who we are. And before I talk about next week's theme, I just want to say that I have been guided to now finally start sharing some of the healing modalities I use for children and some of the methods that I use on an energetic level and the understanding I have gained over not just this life experience, but many life, <laughs> life experiences. So if you in any way feel called to assist children in the, I'm about to say in the way that I do, but it will be in the way that you do but it will be by understanding energies and understanding the energy body of new earth children and their role here on the planet. And if you're in this call, you're probably a new earth children yourself, or you are assisting humanity in building this, uh, this new earth and this new, this new world and society. So if you feel called to know more about that, you can either join my newsletter and you will get to know more about that soon, or you can just message me directly if you only want to hear about that opportunity coming up. It will be in August, but we will warm up with a few calls already here in the spring. So what is left to say is thank you to everyone who was here. It was really amazing. And I love the conversation today. We expanded so much. I really feel you all and I love you all. And I also want to say that our theme on next Wednesday will be awakening. So I know that all of you have experience in that as well. And there we're going to talk about your own awakening, how we go through awakenings and how we can support ourselves through that. And that's also going to be like a two week theme. So your own awakening and how you can support you and be when people around you are awakening and how you can support them and also yourself in that experience. Debbie, then it's just left to say goodbye to everyone. I want to say thank you to everyone. Bye bye. Bye everyone. Thank you so much. If you enjoy our podcast, please subscribe, give us a five-star rating, leave us a review, and consider sharing our podcast with a friend. This will help other members of our soul family to find our podcast too. We want to thank all of those who help to support our podcast with a small monthly donation through Anchor. We'd love to have you join us and continue on with our conversations in our private Goddess Gathering Facebook group community. And we, of course, want to thank you for listening to our podcast, and we hope you will join us again next time. Mm -hmm.